Listen. Listen. He's going to speak to you.
one more time. Lord God of heaven, how true. Quiet my heart. I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, my, my. Thy face will I seek, O Lord. Speak for thy servant hearing. Amen. That's the way we've got to be. Speak. Thy servant is listening. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me try to get some announcements if I could. Let's don't forget for those that are able, you're not sick, of course. You're welcome to come tomorrow at 9.30 to the tabernacle to finish kind of getting things together so we can make a big move over. Still waiting to get things situated at the temple so we can do that. Packing up quite a bit. The power is off. Turned off the internet and the phone today as well. And so we're making some progress. Let's pray that we can get out of our lease. Let's do that, please. Don't forget Friday night with Pastor at my home. We'll be at 7 o'clock. And also Sunday services, remember, 11 and 6. 11 and 6, 70 for the morning, 70 for the evening. At the present time, we still have folks that can sign up Sunday evening, Sunday evening. We've been having a few folks come on Sunday morning. A lady that has been coming has uh, found us and came since past Sunday morning and was blessed tremendously. And then someone walked over from their homes across the street and was touched, came to the altar, wept and cried. So we appreciate what God is doing and how the Lord is moving. Amen. So let's keep one another in prayer. Also our students of our academy, let's pray for them. They're working hard. Many of them will be through here very shortly. Let's pray that the Lord will continue to bless us and bless them. And we'll see more and more of our children enroll in the academy. The Lord bless you. Remember to continue to give as you're able. Keep us in prayer at all times as we pray for you. Amen. Praise God. Our ensemble uh, can be seated here or remain, whatever they feel led to do. Amen. I'm excited about the message tonight. I really came here thinking I was going to preach what I'm going to minister to you Friday night, night with Pastor. But the Lord began to deal with me about something, and it's Wednesday night Bible study, and so I'm going to do that if uh, you will just pray for me that God would use me tonight. It's exciting as I begin to read out the book of Haggai. I begin to read and I saw so much comparison between what was going on there and what is happening with us here in Colleen, Texas. And so I'm going to begin reading in Haggai chapter 1. Of course, there's only two chapters. Chapter 1, verse number 2 and 3. And then uh, I'm going to have those here to be seated. I'm going to continue to read a little bit. Amen. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, It is time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You can be seated. He says that again in verse number 7. He says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Tonight I'm going to teach tonight and kind of remind us about the latter house. And so we're going to be looking at this. 
In verse number 8, it says, Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. I like that. He said, Go up to the mountain and bring wood. In other words, gather what all we need and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it. I'm telling you right now, this temple, which is the latter house for New Life Apostolic Church in Colleen, Texas, God is pleased with. I said again, God is pleased with, and He's going to be glorified in it. I saw that very evident this past Sunday on Easter, how God began to move and touch the lives, and even how He changed the message from Sunday morning to Sunday night and ministered to people, and the young man Joshua coming over and walking in and being touched and getting into the service, tears falling down his face, and the other young lady as well being touched, and the presence of God moving in this house, his house. So I know that he is pleased, and he's going to be glorified. Now I'm going to step down if I can. I'm going to be doing some teaching tonight, so you stay with me. Amen. What a beautiful day the Lord has given us today. The latter house, that's what we're going to be talking about this evening. And of course, in the first chapter, the first few verses there, the prophet has been instructed by God to speak to the governor, speak to the high priest, speak to the people, to begin to build again the house of the Lord. It had laid in waste. They had started the foundation, but they lost interest. They're just coming back out of captivity. And the Lord begins to move, say, hey, you've got your own houses, and you're living in your own houses, but what about my house, saith the Lord? And so Haggai began to speak, and the governor took heed, and the high priest took heed. And they began to stir up the people, and the people began to build the latter house. Amen. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this is the latter house. As we know, 8th Street is the former house. And God did so much on 8th Street. I'm telling you, if you've been with us any length of time, you know the miracles. You know the way the Lord has moved. You know everything that God has done in each and every life and how He has ministered to people. Yes, it's unfortunate that some are no longer with us. And we still pray for them and we still want them to come back. But those that have remained can testify God has been good to us in the former house. But you know something? That was the former house. We're no longer there. We're not going back there. We're here. God has built this house through His people. Through all of your work, all of your sacrifice, all of your prayers. He's established us on a hill. He has begun to move. Hey, even things that begin to try to hinder. But God will continue to pour out His glory. And so, I want us to remember the time when we were on 8th Street. And how God spoke and we paid off our mortgage on our land and our building. We thought everything was fine. We thought, okay, we're set, we're secure. But the Lord began to speak and the Lord began to move. And the Lord himself brought a buyer. And then he provided a temporary place of worship, a miracle there. And miracle after miracle. It was hard. Yes, it was hard. And it seemed like it went on forever. But I'm telling you, that's over now. And we're home. And God is doing some great things already in our life. I'm telling you, He has filled this place. 
I've been having some wonderful prayer times every morning here. Oh, I just come in and I just seek the Lord and naturally He's waiting just like He's waiting for you to seek Him in the morning. Now let's go to the next part of Agai. As we begin to read in chapter 1, verses 12 through 15, and elders going to bring it up for me. And then Zubarul, the son of Shealtah, and the Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, those that have remained with new life, the remnant, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of the prophet Haggai, and they begin to build. Now hear me, they begin to work because they obey. It's important now that we understand you have obeyed. You have obeyed what God has said through your pastor. You have obeyed and worked hard. You've given, you've sacrificed. And this is the result, what God is doing in our very midst. And it's not just the building. It is a place that we gather together in the name of Jesus that the glory of God falls. It has already saturated this place. And people begin to feel the presence of God. I, I'm telling you, I've walked back and prayed for people and tears stream down their eyes. It is kind of a, a remembrance of 8th Street. But yet we're not in 8th Street. We're at the latter house. And the Bible goes on, and I can't wait to get there to tell you about the latter house. God gave strength to those that were left or the remnant. And the work was completed. I know we have another building going, but this is the main building. This is the one that God really wanted, and He does want the second. But this is the one that He wanted so we could gather together as His people and worship Him and see people come through those doors ready to receive God. That's the key. When they come here, they've got to be ready to receive the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then in Haggai chapter 2, verses 7 through 9, listen to what it says here. He said, I will shake the nations. And the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Let's go to number eight. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. That excites me because everything that we need, God owns. We don't have to worry about the mortgage. We give as God has directed us. We do what God has directed us to do. God will take care of the rest. He will bring in what is necessary to keep the mortgage paid. Who knows? We may pay this off quicker than we give in 8th Street. We never know what God may do for us. But here is the key. He said He is going to do greater things here than He did in 8th. Oh my. Greater than what He did on 8th Street. Maybe you don't remember all of the miracles and all the people filled and all the people baptized. Over 400 people baptized. How many then are we going to baptize here? My goodness. How many are going to receive the Holy Ghost? How many of our children, how many of our grandchildren are going to be touched and filled and healed? How many miracles are we going to see? How many people are going to come with sickness, even with the corona, and not heal them? He has promised. He has promised because you have obeyed. You have worked. You have sacrificed. Yes, it was hard. Forget about that. It's just like some of you mothers. When you go through labor, yes, it's tough on you. I can't imagine. No man can imagine. But we are listening. We are watching at times. We understand the agony. But soon as that child is born, soon as you hold that child, then you forget about all of the labor. Oh, you might have a, a, a 
kind of a remembrance, but you're no longer in agony. And I'm no longer in agony. Things are going the way God wants them to go. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter the hindrances. God is on our side. He is for us. Whatever we need, He's going to provide. Over and over and over, no matter the obstacle in this building, this latter house, God came through and moved. And I'm telling you, even to the point when we were seeking not to have to put the sidewalk in on Ramsier, we were turned down initially. Even though we didn't realize it wasn't even on the plans. And so we were prepared to do that. Every other thing up to that point, when we sought an exception or a variance, God always moved on someone and we got it. So I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, God has a reason. And then the inspector came out he was saying, you really don't need that. I don't see why you should even worry about it. Nobody else has it. We took him. We showed him the plan. He said, forget it. It's not on the plan. They can't make you do it. It's not there. And so we've already passed. We've got our CFO. Thanks to God. And we don't have to do that. Oh, hallelujah. That saved thousands of dollars. You see, just because it doesn't look like God is going to move. He's going to come when He wants to come. On His time. On His table. And He's going to do what I'm telling you. Can you sense what I'm sensing? That... us. And we're going to get there. God expects us now to buckle down. To really begin to be the people that He's called us to be. Because in this message that God told Haggai to bring, as we go now to Haggai chapter 2, verses 10 through 14, what does it say here? In the fourth and twentieth day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Ask now the priest concerning the law. If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt you touch bread, or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat, shall it be holy? And they answered, No. Now let's go to the next one. Then said Haggai, if one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest said, it shall be unclean. Then answered Haggai and said, so is this people, and so is this nation before me, saith the Lord, and so is every work of their hands that they which offer is unclean. In other words, he's reminding them that without him they are nothing. Without God we are nothing. It was God that worked this. Yes, He used us as tools, but God did this. Nobody else, but God did this. Yes, He worked through your sacrifice, your prayers, your labor. I understand all that. But God moved in every single case we needed Him to move so that we could do this. And I am so grateful. Now He's saying this to us. We've been in the wilderness for over a year. It's been long. But now He said, I brought you to the latter house. All right. And he's saying this. He said, now he's ready to receive us. But we must pray. Not just a five-minute prayer every now and then. we got to pray. we got to pray. Pray every morning, every evening. Pray without ceasing. When you come in Sunday, find you a place and begin to pray. If it's at your chair, pray. If you need to come and keep the space, pray in the altar. We need to prepare our hearts for what God is fixing to do. We've already seen evidence this past Sunday of the things that is going to take place here. It should not be strange to see even a hindrance 
or even someone come in and begin to weep and cry. That's not strange to us in New Life Apostolic Church. We understand that. But God said it's going to be greater. Greater than H Street. So we got to pray. we got to fast. we got to witness again. If we're honest, I don't think we've been witnessing as we had in the past. So he's saying, now return unto me and witness. He says, remove some things you know to remove. Cling to some things you know you need to cling to. Press. Worship. I mean worship. Worship like you are capable of worship. Now come on. You are capable. New Life Apostolic Church. Hey, there's past videos of you worshiping. So I know what you're capable of of worship. Amen. We saw evidence of some of that on Easter Sunday morning. We need to continue that. There are plenty of room in here. Plenty of room where we can find a spot and worship the one true God. We need to praise Him at all times. We need to give thanks at all times. Now, I'm saying all this because I know you know. I understand you know, sweet pea. I understand. But God is saying, listen, this latter house is going to be greater than the former house. But I'm expecting you to come out, separate yourself, consecrate yourself. Know not that you have a holier than thou attitude. Know not that you're better than anybody. But begin to humble yourself before the Lord that He can lift us up. He's going to bring people in your path that you need to talk to, share your testimony, and invite the church. We'll make room on that spot somehow for them to worship God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. This shelter in place will not last forever. If nothing else, economics will stop. You better hear me on that. It's already happening. People understand, yes, it's dangerous. Yes, it's bad. But economics, if it goes south to the point of ruin, will be worse than the coronavirus in everyday lives. I'm telling you, it is time to be cautious, time to be careful with what we do concerning the virus, but not careful in what we do concerning God. We need to be violent in the Holy Ghost, not not ugly, but violent, violent, take it by force. You need to compel people to come in. The Bible says you go out in the highways and byways and compel some of you people are still working on your job. You're still working out in the community. You're going to see people every single day and they're being stirred in their heart. Now is the time. Now the water is stirred. Now is the time to begin to talk to them to come. The latter house, the Bible tells us, the latter house will be greater than the former house. Now I know that there were some people there you go over the book of Ezra, you'll be able to understand it even more. As they saw the temple completed, they were shouting, but there was some weeping. And you couldn't distinguish the wailing and the weeping from the shouting. So you couldn't tell who was weeping because they knew what the former house was. What took place in the former house. But these that were new didn't know that. And so they were shouting that they got a place to see it for themselves. Some of our children didn't see all of that. Right. Some of our children didn't experience all of that. Oh, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost. Uh, that they, they weren't in some of those services that you might have been in. But we can bring that back with our consecration and our separation and our dedication to God. We can bring that in our faith, walking by faith, holding on to hope. Listen, when you come into this place, just looking at this place, we all could gain so much faith and so much heart. Do you understand what took place in the building of this and the acquiring of it? It started years before we actually started building. And the process of that sewer going through the county and getting them to put an easement into the city so we can even get a sewer here. 
time. You know, the Bible says that if you'll return to God, He'll return to you. He wants to return to you. But I'm a sinner. And so are you. This flesh is unclean, so is yours. And so I've got to do things to humble myself, to begin to afflict my soul and fasting, to begin to understand that God is everything and I am nothing and i got to return to God. The song that we sing says with fasting and with wailing. And that's how it's got to be. That's how. Come on, church. Come on, church. You say, well, I don't know if I can fast. Well, you're going to fast whether you want to or not because you can't get the food you're used to getting. That's right. <laughs> so you're fasting. <laughs> Come on, you know, even ordering online, it gets harder and harder to get what you're used to getting. Meat is getting scarce. I don't understand all of that. I, I, I know, and I'm not even going to say too much about it, but there's some folks out there, they wish meat wasn't even on the menu. Everything was just vegetarian. But I'm telling you right now, you see, God is in control. And we're going to go to the last part here. But we've got to return to God. We've got to fast. Even, even if it's one meal, even if it's one thing, uh, missing a cup of coffee, missing a soda, whatever it may be, we've got to return to God because God is ready. Do you understand? He's ready. People are taking note. We've got people tuning in to live stream that, that is not an accurate church score. That's right. <laughs> they need us and we need them. And God desires us. He doesn't need us, but He wants us. Because He has chosen to move to us. To move to us. I can see the day when every chair in here has a person sitting on. When we have to go back in the storeroom and get other chairs to put around so people can sit. We may even have to go to two or three services not because of a virus, but because people are coming and we have to, to accommodate every single person that wants to be in the presence of God. Do you understand? This is the will of God. He wants His house full. This is the will of God to touch a life and change the heart. This is the will of God. Only God can do it. Man can't do it. A pastor can't do it. Only God can do it. But we have to prepare ourselves to be able to touch God in such a way that He will move. Amen. Now, there's four parts of this, if you haven't realized already, to the message in Haggai. Basically, He spoke to people and they obeyed. And then He said, listen, this latter house is going to be greater than the former. And then He began to say, now, separate and consecrate yourself. Come unto Me. And then he says this in Haggai chapter 2, verse 20 through 23. And again, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai in the fourth and twentieth day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth. And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. And I will destroy the strength of kingdoms of the heathen. I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them. And the horses and their riders shall come down, everyone by the sword of his brother. And that day, said the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shetel, saith the Lord, and will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. What was he saying here? I think it's important that we get this. He was saying, I reign. I am supreme. 
I have all authority and power. It doesn't matter the kingdoms. It doesn't matter what they think they've got. It doesn't matter the nuclear weapons. It doesn't matter the bioterrorism they may hold. It doesn't matter what they think they can do. It doesn't matter how mighty they are. Hey, hey, I am the Lord. I change not. I reign. And then he said this. He was going to take that signet, a form of authority and power, normally a king's reign, and he was going to give it to the governor and to the people of Israel. Listen, do you understand that he's done the same for you? Come on now, you need to get a hold of this and you need to have hope. God reigns. You don't have to fear anything. He's still on the throne and he is for you. Amen. He's not against you. He wants you to prosper. He knows the plans he has for you. He knows what he said about this house. You know it as well as I do. Now it's time to believe it. It's time to walk in it. It's time to confess it. It's time to pray like you mean it. Remember, when you receive the Holy Ghost, He gave you that authority. He gave you that power. Now let's walk in that. Not in arrogance, but trying to help people. Trying to bind evil spirits. Trying to see people delivered. Trying to see them restored. Trying to see them mature in the Holy Ghost. We need to walk humbly before Him. Don't ever forget the Lord reigns. Mm -hmm. He sets up and He brings down. Right. We may vote, and I will, but it's still up to the Lord. He'll put in who He wants in, and He'll take out who He wants to take out. He does it in many ways. He does it through the race itself. He does it through death. He does it through sickness. He may do it through scandal. Who knows how the Lord does it, but He will. He will put where He wants every seat, and He puts you here. Yes, sir. Hear right. me? He puts you here. He placed you here. The Bible says that very plainly. He places the members of the body where it pleases Him. And He's done that so that we can be jointly fit together. So that we can begin to serve Him again in the various ministries that have went dormant, that have went stale, whether it be hands of praise, whether it be our power hour, whatever it may be, we need to reunite those things. We need to understand they're important. We need to reach out. We need to see the waters of this baptismal begin to be stirred where we're baptizing people in wee hours of the morning like we did in A Street. We need to baptize them every day. We need to baptize them three or four times on a Sunday. Whatever God wants, they're ready, they're out there. But it's up to us to teach Bible studies. Come on now. We need for them to know the Word of God. It's more than just feeling the Lord. They need to know what they're doing. We need to be willing to teach Bible studies. Don't say you can't. You can. You can do all things through Christ. You understand the plan of salvation. Get it and study it. Get you a Bible study and start studying it. Give it to one of your children. Give it to your spouse so that you get comfortable in doing it. Come on, sweet peace. It's time now to have hope, not dread. Time to have peace. He said, I'll put peace in this house. Not fear. Not fear. Not fear. I know that when we read on the internet or read the paper, that's all they've got is doom and dread. And I understand that. And people are dying. I don't want to dismiss that. I don't want to belittle that. People are dying. They have families. And I, I feel for them. But I'm going to tell you, there are a lot more people recovering than there are dying. Thank God. I said, thank God. We need to begin to praise God that 97% or so are recovering from this virus. Praise the Lord for that. We also need to be thanking God that in our country it's not near as bad as some other countries. Thank God for that. And even in Texas, in our local area, it's not as bad as some others. Thank God for that. 
And so we need to be thankful. We need to look at things to give praise. We need to look at things also and understand that we have hope. Some of you, of course, may be going through your personal battles. That's why you need to come to the Lord. That's why you need to seek Him. That's why you need to understand that He is your answer. And you can't just try it a week and say, okay, I've tried. No, no, no. You've got to keep trying. You've got to keep trying. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep reading. And if it means listening to a, a sermon every single day, three or four times a day, that's what you've got to do. Remember, remember Sunday night how the Lord just really impressed upon me that the Word of God is my refuge. Oh, I'll tell you, that was powerful. The Word of the Lord is my shelter. The Word of the Lord is my hiding place. The Word of the Lord is my strength. The Word of the Lord is my joy. The Word of the Lord is everything unto me. The Word of the Lord is my physician. The Word of the Lord is my provider. The Word of the Lord is everything unto me. And that's how He said you can do all things through Christ. The Word. I can do all things through the Word. And so, tonight, the latter house, I want you to get this. Hopefully you've got some pad, a paper by now and you're writing some of these things and studying Agave. And begin to understand that this applies to this house. This is the latter house. Some of you have been down to the former house. And God did wonderful things there. Amen. Is it over? No. He says it will be greater here. So keep that. Walk in that. Begin to call, draw closer to God and see what God will do. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine His face upon you. The Lord incline His ear unto your prayers. May the Lord richly bless you. Looking forward to Sunday. Looking forward to Friday night. But Sunday I get to see some of you. And I like that. The Lord bless you tonight.